SAG-AFTRA and the WGA, respectively actors and writers unions, have made the tough decision to strike against the AMPTP, which is movie studios, big streaming corporations, etc. So exploring these actors and writers strikes, I talked to SAG-AFTRA member Marie Cecile Anderson, who is an actor, comedian, and musician based in Nashville, Tennessee. Marie joins tens of thousands of her show business colleagues striking for equitable streaming compensation and transparent fair contract terms from studios who are threatening to use their AI generated replicas ad nauseum. Together, union members are facing a massive loss of work and income without a strict timeline on when it'll come back to advocate for their rights and the rights of people in their industry in the future. The corporate studios and streaming services, on the other hand, who make up the AMPTP, have made their billions of dollars on union members' backs, yet they refuse to even negotiate while the strike is ongoing. That is the short version of my conversation with Marie. Hello, my name is Marie Cecile Anderson. I am a comedian and a very proud SAG-AFTRA member. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I lived in New York City for 15 years, and that's where I got my SAG card. Okay. And explain, I know I've heard other people bemoan like, getting their SAG cards. So just to like start out how hard it is to get into SAG. Oh my gosh. For this to fall apart. Well, so I started in theater when I was five years old. Like I've had the acting bug since I was practically born. And I always... A, I wanted to join Actors' Equity. So I actually did an uh, apprenticeship for 10 months in California, where at the end, you were supposed to be given your Actors' Equity card. And that's a different union? Yes. So to tell this story, it's the reason why SAG, the, getting my SAG card was so important. So believe it or not, when I finished my 10-month apprenticeship, where I was making $91.17 a week to live on, as an apprentice, an acting apprentice, um, when I asked to get my union card for the theater, they wanted me to stay on another six months after my internship. And I was like, no, I can't. I, I have, I would like to move to New York yeah. City. I was promised my union card. I was then denied it. You know, I'm 21 years old and I'm not going to fight this big theater company. And so, but since then, actually, they've gotten way better because somebody did sue them for it. Anyway, cut to years later, living in New York City, decided. I didn't want to do more uh, more theater. I wanted to focus on TV and film. So I started doing anything and everything I could to build up points. You have to have 25 points in order to get your SAG card. I mean, I thought again, like, oh, this is just such a great, this is, this is really how it works as an actor. The truth is, is that I think a lot of people get like one huge big job mm -hmm. because to join, it's like, believe I paid $3,500 to join SAG as a broke actor Again, living in New York City. Everything favors people who come from money. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Music is the exact same way. I mean, I studied, studied acting in college. You know, I w did this apprenticeship. I was promised my union card for theater. Didn't get that, denied that, and then worked my butt off in New York City doing film and TV, doing a lot of background acting. Um, I did featured background work. I tried to do under five for soap operas and stuff like um, just to get because the more union work you you do as non-union you get more points and so you can join SAG I then had only like after I mean what is it 10 years of work or something still only had like 16 points and oh then 
I mean, it was so frustrating, but then I got so lucky. Um, I auditioned, not, not my agent didn't even get me this job. I found it on my own for a web series. And we had a very successful first season of this web series that then for our second season, he had raised enough money to go union, whereas then he was offering us to join if we wanted to. So I was actually SAG eligible. I didn't have to join, but I wanted to so badly. So then I had to pay the $3,500 to join SAG. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. My agent at the time too, I did not discuss it with her because I had been working towards this goal pretty much my entire acting career. Yeah. When I did join, I was so excited. I posted it on Instagram. You know, it was just like such a big milestone as an actor and a professional actor too. Like that's the goal, right? To actually yeah. get paid professionally to you're do doing what the you work. Love. So and if we're what, talking yeah. about meritocracy type thing, like you studied this, you're putting the time in, everything should suggest that like that is evidence of for everybody who would be like capitalist, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You were literally doing that. I guess not literally. Right, but, right. Yeah. But um, so then I I joined SAG, was so excited to email my agent now that you can submit me to just union work. And she she got so angry. She was like, you should have thought about this. Like there's I can't submit you. I mean, there's just way more non-union work like and non-union work does not pay well at all. You also like are putting That's yourself in exist. Exactly. They don't pay well. The working conditions are, could be dangerous. I've definitely had some circumstances in non-union work where did not feel comfortable on set. The directors creep. And so again, that's why we join. That's why we have unions. That's why it was so exciting to join the unions. So that, so my agent that I'd been with for a long time, all of a sudden was like, is mad at me. And this is in New York, but I then was lucky because it did open up a lot of opportunities to actually make real money because I had friends in the industry who were um, assistant directors or um, background talent coordinators that did get me work. And that helped me. I mean, that helped me survive my time in New York City. Whenever I was absolutely strapped for cash, I could then email a friend and get put on law and order, you know, whatever as a background actor and make $198 or something that day. Okay. That was a lot of money to me. I back mean, then. yeah, if you're not or still make rent. Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, so these are the benefits of being in the union versus not. These are the hurdles. Right. You have to clear. Yes. So, but I think that what's happening now specifically and why we are absolutely horrified about what the future looks like. You know, I don't know if you had a chance to watch Fran Jesher's um, speech. She's the president right now of SAG. Yes, of SAG, which honestly, when she first got it, I was like, the nanny is our president. But I tell you what, she has gone to bat for us and everything she stands for. And I think the truth is, is I think that why she's such a great representation of what, like where we've come from and where we are now is because when she was in the nanny, everything was on network television and so you could actually have the proper residuals it's the streaming services that has fucked everything up but now it's like incredibly the streaming services like netflix disney paramount all this they're not even like all of of things that you have to subscribe to even as a, a watcher to get things Right. It's all about the residuals for the actor because you get paid. Yes. Okay. So I, I got so lucky last year. I did one national commercial. I worked one 
day last year as a professional actor. I must have had 40 auditions last year, which also takes so much time and you don't get paid for, which that's also another thing that they're trying to fight for. But so last year, for example, I booked one thing out of all of those auditions. Luckily, um, the commercial contracts. It was a national visa commercial. And that is actually not on the chopping block right now. That is not something that we're actually um, up for debate. You can still, that is a totally different contract. And so when actors on on strike right now, we can actually still do SAG commercials. Even if you went out tomorrow, like, is there a distinction because you you signed this before versus... it's yeah. just not on the chopping block. It's okay. it's not something that they, it, that is being negotiated with these streaming networks because it's a totally different contract. And a, yeah. this is really just like a negotiation with streaming networks. Yes. Okay. Yes. From what I understand, okay. because that yeah. was a very clear thing that my agent, because I did have a commercial audition um, the day before the strike. And I was like, wait, can I, I mean, we're going to go on strike. Like, is this okay? And so she did send a list of things that you can still do as a okay. SAG. Tennessee is actually a right to work state. So um, it's been very different living yeah. here as my understanding of work to uh, a, a work, a right to work state is that even if it's union, if it's a union job, anyone has the right still to bring a union job here, but then they're allowed to let anyone work it not only you don't have to be sag that's my understanding too i honestly don't i should look into this more but i know arizona is also a right to work state and my understanding is that it kind of it limits the bargaining power that unions have because it essentially makes certain provisions for what are called scabs so right familiar with it in the teaching context, which is totally different. So it's like everyone across the board, if you're in a union, my aunt's a teacher when they were trying to strike to get more pay, people, for whatever reason, like there weren't any protections that only union jobs could work teaching. And so they could easily bring in scabs, which makes it that much easier for the people in power to be like, all right. Exactly. And so, so yeah. And some states don't do that. Right. Believe it or not, when I'm as soon as I moved to Nashville, when I first got here, it was during the pandemic and I had so many auditions because actually a lot of work was coming through Tennessee since the writer strike. All of I've had one. No, I've had two auditions this entire year where usually I have two auditions a week. Okay, so that's a big contrast. Yeah, it's. It's been really, and luckily I have an agent here in Nashville who is completely on the the writers and actors side uh-huh. um, and breaks down everything oh, for okay. us in a very long email <laughs> about every <laughs> other day, <laughs> but just that she wants to make sure that we don't break the strike. And But with this one national commercial, because of the residuals, because they actually, every week I got a breakdown of where it played how many times it played and oh, then the nice. amount of money I got for every time it played. Okay. Because, but getting that and actually the residual breakdown is what makes sense. What's happening right now with the streaming services is they won't even, there's zero transparency of how, how many plays, what's the, you know, where is it playing? How many times is it played? Because every time somebody watches you on your device (laughs) or anything, you should, the actor, the writer should get paid. But the streaming networks, because, I mean, it's truly is the wild, wild west. And 
they established this stuff so early, I guess, like if we don't negotiate this stuff now, they will replace will us with AI. Yeah. They will replace like all union actors will be out of work. It's not personal and it's not personal. If, if that makes sense, like it, it's just right. about money to them. So if something right. can replace that now, do you think that, because you mentioned AI, and I know that that throws another wrench into the works, even if you do negotiate this now, what I would worry is like, oh, shoot, if this is what you have to do, if you have real actors, is there then a new incentive to work with AI? Absolutely. I mean, I think that this is what's terrifying to me is that yeah. like we can reflect on Amazon, we can reflect on Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, like all of these tech companies, mm -hmm. it's the exact same model, I think. Right. And it is, I think when you say Wild West, like in a legal sense too, there are, you think of like going back to when we got labor pro like protections in every other industry. And that was in like turn of the century that they had models for unions in general. And so this is a literal new model of business that people, there's nothing legally protecting anyone. And I don't even think jurists know what protection would look like and, and how right. to adequately cover digital technology loopholes. Well, so a lot of people are saying, hey, Biden administration, you actually really should be paying more attention and, and yeah. revisiting these laws, because if we don't fix it now, I mean, it's going to be disastrous. It truly will be disastrous for the for the industry. Yeah. Either they're going to just like stop giving jobs to Julia Roberts or scan her movies and then continue to use her likeness. Like it's that's like the, thing the, that uh, it's... the Black Mirror. I don't know if you saw the new season of Black Mirror, but that's like the premise of the first one. And I I heard Justine Bateman talking about that, that like a lot of folks are not even savvy enough about what the options are going to be with AI to know what to advocate against. Because the, the other thing I worry is like federal protection is one thing, but state by state is where a lot of other stuff happens. And we don't technically have a monopoly right now because we have a lot of different streaming services. So if they are all competing against each other. Oh, yeah, they're not going to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, OK, I guess. Well, what are your demands and what are the trajectories that you see this going in? Oh, gosh, I have so many I'm demands. Um, <laughs> well, just looking at the breakdown, um, I mean, what we're fighting for right now is that inflation is at the top um, because SAG is asking right now for uh, we need 11 percent general wage increase in the first year. So our members can recover from okay. this record inflation sure. during the previous contract. Um, but what they're willing to offer us, they responded back with they'll give 5%, even though that means in 2023, earnings will effectively be significant pay cut due to inflation. And it is likely you'll be working for less than what you made in 2020 wages in 2026. And this is in addition if, to streaming already adding less money totally. in, in general. Right. So this is, I mean, we're just trying to make up for what we've lost Got and it. then if we keep if we're on the same track as if we don't do anything basic or even if we do increase a little bit we'll still be making the same way less wages in 2020 the, the less wages that we were making in 2020 this in 2026 if that makes sense okay yeah so, which at the very least at the like best case scenario it'll stay where things are because inflation generally does not move backwards right so, so inflation is a huge thing i feel like Inflation is such a um, sensitive topic for me because yeah. I, worked at, I worked at a 
um, a restaurant in uh, New York City for 14 years. And I never got a raise until the very last year, even though we survived like through the crap, the, you know, 2020, uh, 2008 ish, uh, 2008. Was, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That full period of time. Like, and the fact that be- even though everything was, my rent was going up, well, cost of living in New York city was going up. We're still making. So I feel like I'm so sensitive to workers being exploited because they do not consider inf- inflation. They're aware of it, but yet oh, yeah, they don't even consider it for their workers. Well, so. I mean, you think of like even the national, like federal minimum wage, not, I think totally. it went up marginally in recent years, but for a long, long time, it hadn't changed since I was born. And right. so you think like, <laughs> right. has anything else gone up in, in price that affects right. living? Yeah. A fair amount. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's and uh, these rich people, I think that they just don't think we're smart enough to do the math or I have I don't know. So anyway, inflation is a big deal. So I want to be compensated accordingly. Sure. And then obviously the biggest thing that I am absolutely freaked out about is this is the digital replica of your performance. Yes. And that's like um, the AI generated versions of actors. What are the protections that you guys are suggesting for that? Good question. So I think they're saying SAG has gone in there to negotiate and they're I think that they've been very savvy about that of like, okay, we know that this is something that is going to be anticipated. Yeah. And yeah, that we should be ready for this. It's coming. It's here, whatever. So I I mean, basically, it's just that like you have to be compensated for your likeliness or whatever. Yeah. I think that they're not completely against it. However, this is where it gets tricky. Be paid for not doing something. If you're paid for your likeness, that's not the worst thing if they pay you. Right. The tricky thing that they're trying to fight for right now is that like they'll have this stuff broken down in your contract. Mm -hmm. But unless you're like a super high powered person who has these entertainment lawyers who can make sense of what is said in your contract, according to a- AI, digital yeah. and negotiate, then like us little people um, will not be able to. So I think that they really are trying to fight for more transparency of what this stuff means and for the little people to understand, okay, so they do want to do a replica of your likeliness and in per- in perpetuity or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so what does that uh, mean? What, do you what does that mean? Will you get compensated? Yeah, because right now they just want to scan your face. I mean, especially as background actors, like scan oh, your face yeah. and be able to use you forever and always. So I think that they're really trying. Uh, what I appreciate is that like they're not just thinking of the celebrities in this. They're thinking of actually the working class That's people great. to understand what it means to have your body scanned. And then you're like, like kind of yeah. ad nausea. Yeah. Used forever. OK, right. Yeah. And maybe less wiggle room than in what kind of contracts places are coming out with so that nobody is hit with like, I don't know what this means. This is different than right. what we discussed. So I don't know if I mean, I'm a lawyer. I don't read the terms of service like. I, right. Right. Well, it's saying <laughs> that, like provisions to grant informed consent and fair compensation with with when a digital replica is okay. made of our performance is is changed using an informed AI. consent so it's like being yeah, the yeah, biggest, yeah, like yeah. informed is key so okay right. yeah all right well i think that gives me a better picture of what you guys are looking for is there like a timeline that we should be aware of or i mean good question <laughs> they're saying that they're they won't negotiate 
while the union is under uh, is striking. So that doesn't really. <laughs> so that you're kind of at an impasse. But then you have to no, just. No, yes. no, that's so the only it, incentive. So hopefully if you guys can survive long enough for that to like, right. for it to matter to their bottom line. If anything, I really pray that, and I personally am going to double down on this, but like do independent films because there are independent film contracts that that are still being allowed within, within the strike for okay. SAG members. Um, I think it's like the low budget indie contract that we're still allowed to do because it's actually for the low working budget. class people. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. but, it, but I did read recently, it was like, don't end your, your streaming services. Like we're not asking for a boycott yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, donate to, uh, the entertainment community fund, um, okay. which provides necessary funds for writers and actors to pay their rent and food. Amazing. I've seen a lot right. of things in LA, um, some food banks and stuff. If you show them your card, they'll help you get groceries. I haven't seen anything like that in Nashville, although <laughs> there was an active um, picketing line yesterday here at the, our SAG offices, which oh, was really nice. Cool. Okay. So there are a lot of SAG members here. It is one of the um, like next tier of cities, it seems that, yeah. you know, I'm sure there is a, went there to shoot kind of like Atlanta. Um, I know New Mexico has it. Phoenix is trying to get in on that game, mm-hmm. but that's like, okay, it's cheaper to shoot here, maybe in part because it's right to work. Uh, um, <laughs> but yep. plus there are more people in your industry there. So, okay. So who knows? I mean, I hope I actually just got a contract. It's non you it's, I don't even, it's a public access show oh, cool. where I would be performing as a comedian and singing and stuff, but I was just looking at the wording and it's like, I, I don't like the wording and this is what we're striking for. It's like, basically I do this one show and then they can use my likeliness for however, wherever they want. Residuals. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I really would like to do it, but this is what we're striking for. Like if you're going to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's just, it's a public access thing that I do know that then it will be on Amazon. Like it's just a, it's for streaming. It will continue to stream and I will not get paid. Yeah. So like, that's where so they'll keep I, getting I'm, paid. I mean, just to like put it starkly, like they will keep getting the producers paid for will your get work, paid. Yes. But you won't. Yeah. Right. And as much as I want to do it, I think I'm gonna say no because this yeah. is the exact reason why we're striking. And this is we, where this you have to hope to end. everyone else is in solidarity with you because if not, right. they'll find someone else and then you're SOL. Well, let me tell you, they always find somebody else. Right. This is what's I mean, so I guess terrifying. The caliber is hopefully what came with all that hard work you got to put into the union. Right. Um. <laughs> I know. And I have to say, because of that one visa commercial, yep. I am able to buy a townhouse, a down, put a down payment. So it was just, I mean, I can't mm-hmm. imagine if I'd booked two commercials last year, like how amazing, how right. life Like you see where you are is. on that spectrum. Yeah. It's, yeah. So it's, yeah, you really well, feel it. <laughs> right. Love capitalism. Okay. I know. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. And um, good luck to everyone. So thank you so much to Marie for sharing her insight and um, personal experience, familiarity with the terms of this strike, etc. Thank you guys so much. And as my aunt and Warren Zivon have said, enjoy every sandwich. Bye-bye. This is the Law Edition of We Mean Business, sponsored by the Reynolds Center at Arizona State University.